You're listening to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. Support for this project is provided by listeners like you. Visit my website at p3photographers.net for ideas on how you too can become a supporter of the project. Welcome to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols, the podcast where we celebrate early women artisan photographers. I'm your host, Lee McIntyre. On today's episode, I'll give you a taste of a new feature I'm thinking of adding to the podcast at some point this year. The working title is called Fun Finds. For more information about any of the women discussed in today's episode, visit my website at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. Hi, everybody. Today's episode is going to be a quick one since I've been a bit under the weather fighting a nasty cold virus and a cough for most of January, and my voice still isn't quite back to normal. But this short format episode is actually going to introduce a new type of episode that I want to try to incorporate into the podcast in 2019 as a regular feature. The working title at the moment is just called Fun Finds. Now, I should probably first explain that one of the ways my husband Chris and I find early women photographers' names is to find examples of their work in in an antique store or on eBay. The hunt usually involves looking at dozens and dozens of photos, either piled in boxes or baskets in a store, or then plowing through eBay listings online. Now, when we're doing this, we're looking for names of early women photographers that are either obvious, like Mrs. So-and-so or Miss So-and-so, or maybe the Sisters So-and-so, or else there are names that aren't obvious, but they appear in our database of names of early women photographers. Now, our database combines two lists. One is a list of the thousand or more names that Chris and I have done at least a little bit of research on. And the second part is Peter Pomquist's database of over 19,000 early women photographers from the United States. Sometimes plowing through these photos can feel like a bit of a slog when you've looked and looked through photo after photo and you haven't found any examples by women photographers that day. But then, when you do find one, well, that's always a good day. And when you find something that you never thought you'd find, well, that's even better. So, today's example of a fun find is a work by a photographer that we've actually already met here on the podcast. Chris and I first ran across her when we discovered works by her in an antique store in Loveland, Colorado. It was a place we had actually Zoomed to get to before they closed one day as we were driving back east uh, after we'd been on the West Coast for a while in the U.S. There in that antique store, there were thousands of photos that were in boxes just piled around. But when we started looking, we discovered works by Mrs. B.B. Chase. Now, Belle B. Chase, of course, was one of the examples of the women that I used in my conference talk that I shared in the last episode. And then, of course, in episode 22, that's all about Belle B. Chase and her fascinating life and long career. Those photos that we first found by Mrs. B.B. Chase from her studio in Denver, Colorado, were included in the episode 22 episode notes. But Belle's career actually started before she married D.B. Chase and moved to Denver, Colorado. Belle, you see, was from the Midwest, and she ran a studio when she was a young single woman 
running the studio under her maiden name, Belle Bybee, there in Harper, Kansas. Now, Belle only ran that studio for a short time, around the mid-1880s. While she was there, though, she did take out ads in the Harper, Kansas directories, and those were fun to find. But then we thought, what are the odds of finding an example of a work from the Bell Bybee studio in Harper, Kansas, when she only ran it for a very short period? Well, as it turns out, the odds were better than we thought, because this month we actually found a cabinet card for sale on eBay from the Bell Bybee studio in Harper, Kansas. It's a standard cabinet card, head and shoulders portrait shot of a baldy man. He's sporting a tie and a coat and what looks like it could be a white collar. And he also has a very bushy goatee. He's staring straight ahead and the photo is a bit faded, but his pupils are remarkably clear to the point where they almost look like they could have been painted in. And of course, that was possible because in that period, even back in the mid-1880s, they certainly were doing some touch-ups. Recall that Mrs. Lydia Hicks was doing color touch-ups even earlier. So anyway, we now have an example of Belle Bybee Chase's work from the start of her career when she ran the Belle Bybee Studio in Harper, Kansas. How cool is that? That is certainly a fun find. include a copy of that photo, plus Bell Bybee's studio ads from the Harper directories, in today's episode notes on my website at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number 3, photographers.net. As always, if you have any questions or just want to drop me a line, send an email to podcast at p3photographers.net. And remember, you can also follow Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols on Facebook at facebook.com slash p3photographers. So hopefully by the next episode, my voice will be back to normal and I'll be able to bring you some of the fascinating stories that we're finding about women here in Seattle, the place that we've moved to. But that's it for today. Thanks again for stopping by. Until next time, I'm Lou McIntyre and this is Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. <laughs>